Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include closing remarks from Manhattan, my interview with Black Knight's Frank Poise on AI and regulators, what do lenders need to know about the April 25th joint statement on AI from CFPB, DOJ, FTC, and EEOC, and FHFA Director Thompson speaks on the loan level price adjustments. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Black Knight. Black Knight is a premier provider of innovative, high-performance technology, data, and analytics for first mortgages and home equity products. From point of sale through post-closing, the company's trusted loan origination system, Empower, as well as its integrated end-to-end origination solutions deliver unmatched capabilities, functionality, and support to increase processing efficiencies and lower operational costs for lenders, as well as improve the home buying experience for borrowers. Black Knight leads the mortgage technology space, helping clients of all sizes conquer business challenges and provide borrowers with the advanced digital capabilities they increasingly expect. As the NBA's secondary conference in New York wraps up and jokes are made about who actually paid for Fannie's reception, which was informally titled the repurchase reception, as many pointed to Fannie's $3.8 billion of income in the first quarter versus the losses seen by public and private lenders, The informal discussion topics reflect questions and trends around our industry. How are lenders handling the 67% expected decline in units since 2021? One way is closing. Texas Colonial announced it's shuttering. The historic spread of mortgage rates to treasury rates of similar maturities runs around 1.7 to 1.8%, but is now about 3%. Without the Fed and depository banks being buyers, will insurance companies, pension funds, and money managers soak up the MBS being sold? Or will there be supply uncertainty, even with industry production volume less than half of what it was a few years ago? And even if mortgage rates did drop, there's a continued lack of inventory available of houses available for sale and multiple bids and many price points as prequals stack up on every originator's desk. Sandra Thompson, director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, FHFA, overseer of Freddie and Fannie, defended the agency's recent adjustments to pricing at a hearing by the House Financial Services Committee. Quote, the pricing grids in effect prior to these updates had not been updated many years and were not fully reflective of the capital framework with which the enterprises are required to comply. End quote. Conventional loan level price adjustments, FHFA enacted, took effect May 1st. And Thompson stressed that the changes were driven by the enterprise regulatory capital framework from the prior administration. She said FHFA updated the GSE's pricing framework to both help creditworthy first-time home buyers, limited by income and wealth, and to enhance safety and soundness at the GSEs by better aligning upfront fees with the risk exposures and the capital required to be held against the exposures. Those looking to comment on FHFA's rescinded LLPAs can do so until August 1st. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the show Black Knight's Frank Poise to talk about AI and regulators. What do lenders need to know about the April 25th joint statement on AI from CFPB, DOJ, FTC, and EEOC? He's the Business Strategy Director of Product Development in the Origination Technologies Division of Black Knight. He's responsible for its digital origination products and the company's artificial intelligence platform, AVA. A mortgage banking innovator with 30 years of delivering technology solutions, Frank has expertise in origination, sales, operations, and capital markets. 
In addition to executive leadership in mortgage tech and banking, Frank has also designed and implemented production systems for large and small financial institutions. He joined the Black Knight team through the Compass Analytics acquisition in September 2019, and his most previous role was Compass's chief revenue officer responsible for sales and marketing. So Frank, you and I previously spoke about AI and automation, and today I want to talk about AI and regulators. What do lenders need to know about the April 25th joint statement on AI from the CFPB, DOJ, FTC, and EEOC? On April 25th, we we got this interesting statement from virtually all the regulators that industry cares about. Um, the, The interest and caring about AI has now also extended into the Congress pretty deeply. Uh, there's recent testimony from some industry leaders against uh, in front of Congress um, that dealt with the risks associated with AI and machine learning. Um, basically, the regulators are calling out the fact that we all are subject to regulation. All the technology we use every day is subject to regulation, and AI is no different. Uh, and in fact, AI in their minds is is something that could end up creating significant risks of harm to consumers in many different ways. So they are spending a lot of time concerned with how a given AI solution is working when it comes to the possibility of, say, equal credit opportunity risk or any other kind of harm, including things like uh, like false advertising um, or or any or any of the things that these regulators are responsible for. Um, so I would urge any of the listeners to uh, to go look that document up and give it a quick read. It's not a long document. And so I've seen examples online where a chatbot, uh, for example, on Twitter has become racist. Uh, and that's that's a bit extreme. But how can an algorithm be biased? And I guess ultimately, how do we avoid that? So uh, so algorithms are, are have two things about them. I already mentioned one in the previous pod- podcast. They are probabilistic. So because they deal with things in terms of the probability of an answer that is that is or a prediction that's going out into the system, into the business system, um, those probabilities could cut the right way or the wrong way when it comes to any given decision. Also, uh, and that so that results in a kind of bias. So if uh, if an AI is, doesn't come to the right answer every time, you worry about what the wrong answers could mean. Um, and you're, you've also heard in the in the uh, popular media about AIs that hallucinate, come up with completely fictional answers uh, to questions. So those are both evidence of one or another form of bias. Um, and then the second thing that you have to watch for not only is not only what kind of bias the model may have built into it, um, but all models are trained by large data sets. So you have to make sure that the data that's used to train the model itself isn't biased. If you trained facial recognition software, for example, to only recognize blue eyes, it would not be very good at recognizing anybody with brown eyes. So you have to make sure that you train that kind of AI on folks across the whole spectrum of demographics uh, in on the globe. So, uh, so you have to make sure that bias co- doesn't come from the model itself or from the underlying data that was used to create the model. Seeing as how interested all these different government entities are in regulating AI, it sounds like that's certainly coming down the pipe. And with it, potentially some compliance concerns uh, for those in the mortgage industry. What steps should lenders 
using or considering AI be taking the best position themselves for compliance with any potential future regulations out there? So lenders have some things that they should be thinking about today. Uh, of course, the simplest of them is learn as much as you can. Um, you know, rely on lenders, uh, on, I'm sorry, friends in the industry, but, but rely on vendors who are in the industry, uh, rely on your counsel to understand how these, these, um, emerging technology questions are being discussed. So familiarity with the environment is obviously crucial. Um, the, the second thing that you should be doing is thinking about how you might use AI in your business and to start to come up with a perspective on how to define the risks associated with using AI. And the third thing that you should be doing is, is looking at your data because your data is going to be what trains the AIs that support your business best. So if you want to build an AI or use a vendor who is going to provide an AI to you, that AI is going to have to be trained with your data. So you should be sure you understand where your data is coming from, how good it is, how diverse it is, and where it is, so that when the time comes, you can provide the right data with the right controls when that vendor comes along and says, hey, I need all your pipeline data in order to create a model to help you understand how your pipeline can be improved. You better make sure you know what data you have and how you can, how you can provide it um, so, that, so that you can take advantage of the technology safely. Very well put, Frank. Join us next time for what lenders need to do to be ready to adopt AI solutions safely. The yield curve inversion for two and 10-year treasuries continued for the 222nd consecutive trading day Monday, marking the longest inversion since 1980. Inversion is typically seen as a harbinger for an economic downturn, and economic downturns are typically evidenced by lower rates. But rates sold off for the sixth trade day yesterday on the continued impasse out of Washington over the debt ceiling. Fed remarks were highlighted by Minneapolis President Kashkari, saying that rates may need to be kept at a higher level if inflation remains high. On the data front, new home sales rose 4.1% to a 683,000 annual rate in April, the second consecutive monthly uptick according to the Census Bureau. However, this followed a downward revision to March by 27,000, and the month's supply of homes for sale fell three-tenths to 7.6. The lack of existing homes for sale will continue to push prospective buyers toward new homes. Today's calendar kicked off with mortgage applications from the MBA for the week ending May 19th. As borrowers remain sensitive to higher rates, mortgage applications decreased 4.6% from one week earlier. Later today brings a treasury auction of $22 billion, reopened two-year FRNs, and $43 billion, five-year notes. Remarks from Fed Governor Waller and the minutes of the May 2nd and 3rd FOMC meeting. We begin the day with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged from Tuesday night, the 10-year yielding 3.68 after closing yesterday at 3.70%, and the two-year at 4.28%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Just once, I want a username and password prompt to say, close enough. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Black Knight. As the mortgage industry continues to evolve and embrace digital capabilities to improve and enhance the origination process, you can count on the innovative and integrated solutions from Black Knight to keep your lending team ahead of the curve. 
If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.